0: This is Lex Interior, superlative music critic extraordinaire, at this time announcing awesome the following an audio avalanche of charge charged boogaloo and top strip-gear gyration. It's absolutely different! You'll hate yourself if you miss it! Bodier than Tobacco Road and Earthier than God's Little Acre! Music of anti-social significance in <laughs> scintillating stereo. You'll wince, you'll shudder, it will live in your memory forever! Wild how you sit, grind your heel in the ground, the groovy way you spit. Ooh, you look good. Oh, you smell good. you taste good. Like, like a, a bad, bad girl should. I love how you feel, when I need dough, I love how you steal, I love your sick, way you think, the way your perfume makes you stink, ooh, you look good, ooh, you smell good, ooh, you taste good. Like Like a a bad bad girl girl should. should. Clothes, your befogged hair Your petty hose i blow a gasket for your pink jelly bean Your picnic neck basket splits my spleen Ooh, good, good Ooh, you smell good Ooh, you taste good like a bad girl should. Bad, 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 bad girl. Bad, 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 bad,
1: bad girl. Everybody, yeah, welcome back to the Punk Die die Podcast. Another unname- un- unnumbered, unnamed episodes starring your pals Tom and Neil.
2: Yeah, I think we're going to do this more, Tom, because it's um, you know, if we have something that's timely, it make you know, or we're doing a gig review or something, it makes, or we're talking about an upcoming gig, it makes more sense to put it yeah. out maybe before an interview. That it doesn't really matter when it goes out, right? So we'll probably do this more, well, more, the, more see, than we used to. We've
1: been doing some. St- well, we've been doing some stuff to promote them things that are still a couple months out, too, right, but I, I I sort of hate to make people wait to hear their episodes. But, you know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's all about making you the listener happy,
2: Yeah. I mean, it's either that, or we put out three episodes a week, which I don't think best will in the world, even though people you know, love the show, which is awesome. But I don't think they want to listen to us three times in a week, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: well we did two a week for the longest time and we've kind of been recording two a week or even more but but yeah well you know summer comes up we'll have some downtime and then we have some fresh fresh episodes for you the valued listener
2: yeah a buddy of mine told me when we first started this that i we should slow down because we were going to run out of things to talk about by episode 20 and uh yeah that
1: that didn't happen (laughs) Well, I mean it might happen by episode two hundred, but I kinda doubt it. I don't think so because we keep buying
2: new records and we keep going to shows. So I don't I don't think
1: that's, that's gonna happen. Well and things. it is it is funny, things have shifted now because when we first started, you know, we started in the fall of nineteen and then, and then spring of twenty of course was COVID stuff. So a lot of our guests we got we were able to get some kind of bigger guests, but they weren't even necessarily promoting anything, now it's kind of like a more traditional thing where a lot of the people we talk to are trying to promote a record or a tour or something like that. So, right. which is fine. Listen, you come on and talk to us and answer our stupid questions. We're more than happy to help you promote whatever whatever you're working on. So. Yeah. Do, do we even ask questions or does it the
2: conversation just kind of goes where the fuck it goes? That's kind of it seems to be the way it goes well, for us, right?
1: Based on based on the last interview, you, did, you know, the last couple, of course, the Norb interview. Like, I just. I felt like I was only semi in control of that.
2: Yes. Norb does That's what he does. The,
1: yeah. Yeah. He does what he does. And, and, uh, I screwed up like the opening intro and I just never got right after that.
2: <laughs> you, were it,
1: you were fine. You were fine. And I think I mentioned the last episode anyway. And, uh, and then we had Terry on, who was a woman, very nice, but actually I shouldn't <laughs> who, say because I don't know. Yes, who,
2: who you might not have heard by the time you hear this, but who knows yet?
1: Yeah, but but of course. So then we're on a little better behavior, and then and then we had you know we do one. We were just everybody's just guzzling down beer, and it just goes where it goes. And we talk a little bit about music and a lot about other crap. So people probably love you know, that to be honest, right? Yeah, yeah. I know if yes. I was listening, so, I would. You know. So you you went to a show. I haven't been to a show. But you did go to a show so actually I'm, i'll tell you what neil i am going to what's let's, let's talk about the show you went to first but i'm going to start out with a song that's semi related to the show you went to okay sounds good yes actually it's totally related to it it sure is so i recently got the new split seven inch between the zoonoids and the proton packs and it's ironic considering that the zoonoids are from less than an hour for me i've never seen them and neil got to see them first but anyway the new split with the proton packs this song is from it, and it's really uh, kind of a slower, darker song. It's really cool, though. I dig it. And uh, I believe the Zonoids have a full length coming out later this year, which I can't imagine won't be one of my favorite records of the year. So what's the name of the song? I can't remember. <laughs> Something about... Uh, you better abandon all hope, Tom. Abandon all hope. That's right. Abandon all hope. Yeah. Anyway, check it out. New Zonoids. Abandon all hope. And then we'll get Neil's... Uh, words I review of their live performance. Sounds good. of mm-hmm.
2: was everybody z-o-a-n-o-i-d-s or z-o-a-n-o-i-d-s if you're from england uh with abandon all hope from the new uh, split single with uh, proton packs now proton packs are from europe i believe correct or not yeah i think so yeah they i thought so funny
1: yeah they seem funny
2: i think they were like they're also in like they're on one of those bands that are like Also got members in some of the other like pop punk bands in Uh, Europe that everybody loves. You know,
1: a lot of those bands don't even play live. You know, they're just like studio bands. I don't don't know about the Proton Packs though specifically, which I
2: think is fucking weird. I back in the day, back in the seventies, we used to laugh at things like Steely Dan that were just like fucking studio bands. We just used to laugh our asses off at that shit. So,
1: well, the thing is though, the technology is so much different now. You know, I could I could record most of a song and send it to you, and you could put the bass on it you know what i mean it's just it's a different it's it's a different era yeah and with covid making it very difficult for people to get together it, it created a lot of weird bands a lot of weird like one-off bands
2: that reminds me of something that i was thinking of when i was seeing bands live this weekend is back in the day punk bands would go on stage probably wouldn't sound check they would sound like shit but you really didn't care it's so mm. funny and there's a couple of bands i'm thinking of and in particular i'm looking at you last gang um They'll sound Who? check. They'll, uh, fucking Last Gang. Even though I didn't see them this weekend, I've seen him a oh, bunch of times. Last yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, I'm, I'm you know, the that.
2: guy has like 35 pedals. They sound check for like fucking 45 minutes. It's like it's not punk rock, man. It, it, it's just supposed to be uh, off the cuff. Uh, whatever. Off the cuff. up there. Yeah.
1: We're up there. Yeah.
2: Do whatever the fuck you do. You know, it doesn't have to sound like so, fucking okay. Led like Zeppelin. Anyway.
1: So speaking of great sound, you are at Reggie's this weekend. I am bummed that i was not able to make it but uh heard a lot of great reports so you went to night one of t1 fest i did so for those that don't know um t1 fest I'm, i mean they should know by now we've talked about it quite a bit yeah they I, should but we'll T- remind them they might be old like us and forget things
2: oh they might be new listeners tom we get new listeners all the time
1: it's true, but it might, it might be on their 15th Miller. <laughs> so so T1, oh, no, Fest,
2: that's me. Sorry. T1 Fest is um, in aid of uh, juvenile diet, type 1 du- juvenile diabetes put yep. on by our good friends from the Capgun Heroes from Chicago. Um, hi, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Hi, Joe. Um, Punkhead
1: Records is they, their yep. label. Punkhead
2: Records, yep. yep. And um, they didn't do one last year because of COVID, obviously. So they'll do like a two day festival at Reggie's in Chicago. And yep. um, this year. Um was no exception. They did it last Friday and last Saturday. Um, Friday was headlined by Nerf Herder. And we also got Direct Hit, Tightwire, uh, Zoonoids, The Putts, and Shee Hee Hee. And am I missing anybody? Say what now? Bill? Shee Hee Hee. They opened up. They were the first the way
1: Michael Jackson laughs. Shee
2: Hee Hee. Oh, I can't do it. There you go. That's better.
1: Mm. Um, Do I miss something? What is she? He? Okay, so they played first. She.
2: uh, Yeah. She. He. uh, I guess it was she. He. He was a girl and two guys. I guess that's why they're called she. He. He. Perhaps. Um, Interesting. Just putting that together. Am I missing somebody there? She he he. The putts. Zoanoids Five bands, six bands. Tightwire, uh, tight wire, direct hit, and the nerf herder. Okay, so they were on Friday, and Saturday had bands like I can't remember who was because I didn't go on Saturday because I had a friendly, uh,
1: the Methadones, yeah, uh, Dan Gun Heroes, uh, Danny Babb and the Cheats. Yep. I don't um, remember who else, but yeah. it was it was both real solid lineups. Yeah, day. for sure.
2: Um probably some of the bigger a couple of the bigger bands were on the were on the Saturday, but you know, like I said, I had a family graduation party to go to, so I could not go on the Saturday. I just went on the Friday. So it was as normal. So Tom, I did what I now this is getting to be my regular, right? Um as Richard White pointed out. If I'm going down to Reggie's, especially on a weekend, what do I do first? Go to Duke of Perth. Exactly. Drive down to Duke of Perth at five. Fish and chips, numerous Bellhaven, and then uh, drive down to Reggie's on Lakeshore Drive because that's You're still the
1: parking in that like uh, that cable lot.
2: Now get this: so we were going to do that. We drove past <clears throat> Reggie's and fuck me, Reggie's on a on a weekend. That like weird fucking restaurant next door to Reggie's that's just opened. Yep, super popular these days so there's no parking to be had and we were hoping we'd be able to you know we okay so doors were at seven so we got down there at about seven so we were thinking we might be able to get some parking on the street perhaps but no there was everything was chock-a-block and uh yeah that weird ass restaurant that weird like i don't even know how to describe it but it's interesting um there was people like lined up outside and um really so we went around the corner to
1: go you to sure that? it's not a cannabis dispensary or yeah. something nobody's uh, lining well, up for well, the, the, the,
2: the waitresses are in their underwear so i don't know what the fuck this is about so um, huh. anyway we get around the corner to pull into the china uh the, the uh chinatown parking lot like we always go to right and yep. um there was two cars in front of us and they weren't going anywhere and we're like what oh, the was fuck? it full well, I started honking on my horn, and the girl in front, leans, of course I did, uh, leans out and says something about it's out of paper. So apparently, the ticket dispenser was out of paper, mm. which doesn't seem like a particularly good thing on a paid parking lot. So we had to um, back out of that little inlet, you know, to get into the parking lot and uh, get back on the road and drive around and try and find street parking. So, which, mm. as you know from the time you did it, Finding street parking around there on the weekend is a fucking nightmare. So it took us about 15 minutes. We had to park a little bit north of uh, Reggie's, but, you know, we found somewhere in the end. So park, um, get down to Reggie's, walk in. Um, uh, Joe greets us right at the door. So you know the, oh, nice. the fucking Capcom Heroes are the best guys in the world, man. They're just so they really fucking, are. They're, great. they're just so awesome fucking dude. genuine. And um, I
1: really, I really feel bad that I wasn't able to be there just because I just want to support everything they do. Honestly,
2: yeah. He asked. Actually, he actually asked where you were, and I said that you blew him off because you hate him. So that was good, right?
1: said he had monkey pox <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, no, I explained. I, I, I explained why you couldn't be there and stuff. So anyway, so no, he was great. Him and his wife, you know, greeted me very warmly. So that was excellent. In fact, they dragged me in. You know where they sell? Um, there's always like little seats, that seating area right to the left when you walk in. There's like oh few, yeah, that like, little
1: hallway. That like, little area hallway, area yeah. There, yeah.
2: So that's where the bands were all selling merch. So because there was so many really? bands well there were so many bands on that, oh yeah um nerf yeah, herder, usually it's
1: like right in the side of the door they yeah. still merge.
2: so like nerf herder was selling at the big place where there's regularly merch on the way in uh, but the small you know the opening bands had their stars. merch to the left there so joe and jimmy uh, grabbed me in and uh and they gave me some captain heroes merch so that was very nice, nice. of them so that was that was excellent um so anyway, I we go back out into the um, main area by the stage, and Shahi is already playing. Um, so as normal, I went back yeah. to the bar and
1: got a drink. Is their music better than their name?
2: Um, I don't want to diss them because they gave their time for a, you know, a, a festival like this. But <laughs> um,
1: said. yeah, yes, it wasn't um, your thing. It was not for you.
2: They were pretty generic. Let's just put it that way. Mm. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't awesome, but it was it was fine.
1: Um, so they played. Somebody's got to warm up the crowd, Neil.
2: Yeah, well, there was a space. It's probably about forty people in there at that point. So um,
1: let's. I see I heard Saturday was much better attended than Friday, just yeah. from somebody who was there both nights. Well, that makes
2: sense because the methadones and Dan Vapid, right? I mean, all local heroes. Sure. right? that makes that makes a lot of sense. But I think
1: Urfer is kind of a big deal among that crowd. Is I mean, that- I'm not super knowledgeable about them but.
2: I'll be honest. All I know about Nerf Herder is that they did the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, theme song. Was that, oh,
1: that right? That's yeah. Now uh, you were such a big fan of that show. I'm surprised you didn't hang around just make it till the end just for that.
2: <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. So, so okay. Uh, so attending with me was Laura and Lydia. And Lydia brought her friend Olivia.
1: Who you you remember Olivia? Yep. You you met her at Punk. Yeah, and I Ball. met her a couple times. Yep. She was in Vegas, and then she yeah. went when we went and saw the Circle Jerks not that long ago. Yeah. yeah.
2: So um, Lydia and Olivia haven't haven't hung out that much because olivia just graduated high school and and lydia has been she has a new boyfriend yes so, so she's the,
1: only like 18 or 19 yeah, exactly lydia's like 22 yeah yeah
2: so they haven't they haven't seen each other that much recently so they were hanging out pretty much the whole time so she he finished up we were drinking um zoonoids came up next so we went downstairs lydia and i went downstairs and got a close for zoonoids zoonoids were great i didn't know they were so three piece I was
1: going to say, are they only a three piece? I have no idea. They are. They're a three piece. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's they're one th- of those bands where, you know, they, they have a certain uh, imagery and having band photos isn't really part of that, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. Which is like back in the day, right? I didn't know anything yeah. about them really. So, yep. yeah, there's a bold headed singer. I'm sorry, I don't know any of their names. Um, bold headed singer and the bass player. Who had this incredible looking bass, and I can't remember what it was. It was very space age looking. It was very cool, and he has it mm. slung really low, which always impresses me. So, mm. um, so there we go with that. Um, they were great. Uh, I, you know, I recognized some of their stuff from because I, I have their, I have their, al- uh, I had their album digitally, and now I have it in vinyl. But. Um, mm. So I know I know some of their stuff, and they played that, but they also played a lot of new stuff. I think because they have a new album coming out. He mentioned yep. a few times. Yep. Um, and in fact, I did speak should, to them afterwards, if, but if, we'll get to that. I
1: don't like I, said, I don't know any of them, but maybe maybe they'll we'll have to have mom once the new record comes out. Once, <laughs> well, some of them, Tom, Tom, Apparently, you do because the
2: bass player told me that you've met him about five yeah, times. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Well, you, all right. You know what? I got I gotta I gotta address this because uh, I find this this fast. So anyway, I've, so you, you, you met them after the show.
2: I did, I did. I went I went over to the merch again, because I wanted to buy the Zoonoids album on vinyl, right? So I went over there, and it was the bass player and the singer were over there, and uh, so we were talking. We talked a lot, actually. We talked for about 20 minutes, probably, and um, he mentioned, the bass player mentioned that he's met you numerous times, but you've been so inebriated every time that you forget, and then... And then and then you, every time you introduce, it, you know, to each other, it's like it's the first time. However, if
0: you've
1: I, never,
2: I, if you've never seen the band, I'm kind of doubting this.
1: So, well, I've never seen the band, and I'm also, I, I think he's got me confused, confused with somebody else. I'm calling BS on this because, I mean, you know, I love to have have a drink or two when I go to a show. No question about indeed it. But you I don't do. get like that, right? I mean, what's that? No, said indeed, I you do. do. Yes. A drink is well, but you your know, favorite. I never get incoherent, though. You know what I mean? I'm just not. I'm not like you know, right? I, I can handle myself. So, so, I mean, I think he mentioned that you, he when, saying, when, when you said, "Indeed, you do." I thought you were saying, "Indeed, I do get incoherent." I'm like, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I like to have a few drinks, no question. I probably could have a couple less, but I'm not like like that. I'm not like blacking out. No. Well, and just, does he have like a big like a big does the, does the can he have like a big afro?
2: He has long hair. Yes.
1: I saw a, a I wouldn't call in, I I wouldn't not call it an afro, Listen, but. he might be confusing me with some other big drunk ball guy. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> well, there's a lot of them at the shows, so it's possible. It's probably Scott. Yeah,
1: it's um, probably my buddy Scott.
2: <laughs> but again, if you've never seen the band, but he did say he did say he's been in other bands before, so it's quite possible you've met this guy okay. in another band. You know? Yeah, I mean?
1: that's that's yeah, it, it is very possible, and, and if, if, if 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 his story is in fact true. And I apologize. I'll try to meet you on sober ground next time. No, I won't. He did. Anyway. He, he did call.
2: He did call you Tom Crandell, which I thought was kind of cute. <laughs> mm. But like it was cool. But like, dude, it was cool because I walked up to the merch thing and I was already to ask him for the album, and he goes, "Oh, punctual I die, I love you guys." I was like, "Oh, that's All sweet, right. yeah." That was that was pretty good, right? So yeah, right. Liverpool Neil. Well, I'm like, yes, I am.
1: Okay. Nice. That's yeah. cool, man. That's fun because, I, like I said, I've, if I know him, I don't know it. And I think that's fun. I guess I had that situation. I think I told you I had that situation at a show a while back where the guy doing merch, did, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's super cool, man. It's, it's you know, makes you feel kind of warm inside, right? Yeah, it does. It does. So anyway, That's so they like. did.
2: Uh, the set was good. It was about th-
1: anyway. I gotta see those guys, man. The Spits are playing in Kalamazoo, and I was super bummed out. I'm like, why are the Zonoids not opening for the Spits in Kalamazoo? But anyway, go ahead, Neil. Sorry. So they probably played
2: for like 35 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. You know, sure. Um, pretty nonstop, really, not a lot of not a lot of banter with the crowd at all, if if any. Actually, I don't think they said a
1: word. To Very the much crowd. The, Lillington, the Lillingtons model, right?
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean, they really are mysterious, totally right? Talked. The album has like v- no information about them at all. Right? I mean, it's, there's no, at least I mine yeah. didn't mind. Mine didn't have any kind of lyric thing or th- there was nothing. No. You know? It's just that weird album. I cover, mean, I have
1: red. Mine's red. You said yours was green, but mine's I Mine's green, yeah. Mine's exactly just,
2: green. Yeah. He asked me so, what color I wanted, and I was like, yeah, green. Sure. Um, there you go. So they went off, and then the Putts came on, who I was super excited about seeing because we've yep. had Dougie Tangent, who's the drummer. We've had him on the show before, and that Rise and Shine album is fantastic. It was so probably yep. one of the better albums of 2020, right? It was really, really good.
1: But and, um, uh, we should probably have Billy on too. He plays in the he plays in the Covert Flops, and he plays in uh, the Putts, of course.
2: Okay, so that was um,
1: that's the bass player singer.
2: Okay, so that's another three piece, which was interesting. Uh, yep. So, um, yeah, uh, and the sing- and the guitarist, like I think I asked you this before, he looked very much like Officer uh, Officer Bradford from uh, Masked Intruder. Maybe it was just the... I can't imagine. Maybe it was just the hipster mustache, but he looked very much like him. It was crazy. Um, mm. Anyway, they were good, but I was hoping they would play a lot of songs off of Rise and Shine, and they only played two, which was kind of upsetting to me. They, I guess they must I play have- a lot of older songs, so...
1: So, I have one of the earlier albums, too. Do you not have one of the earlier albums?
2: I do, um, but I haven't listened to it as much as I listened to Rise and Shine, because I love Rise and Shine. So, um, I was hoping, obviously, yeah, being the newest album, I was hoping they'd play mainly stuff off that, yeah. but they only played two. Now, forgive me, but either the Putz or Zoonoids played a cover of the Ramones. Um, oh, fucking hell, I'm blanking on what song it is. Hmm. Ah, mm. uh, they played a Ramones cover. in one of the bands, and I can't remember which band it was. Um. So that's silly. But both being three pieces, and I wanted to see both of them. And now, a week later, in my old brain, I can't remember which band it was. But anyway, it was a good cover, and it was uh It was off of Leave Home, but I can't remember what song hmm. it was. Uh, anyway, um, the puts were good. They were really, really good. They were they were fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Now Doug had a problem with his drums setting up. It was like watching Led Zeppelin or something. He was having all kinds of problems with his snare drum and his hi hat or something. So.
1: You know, he played the next night again with uh Hayley Haley and the, and the
2: Crushes, that's right. They played the next night, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was the one you couldn't think of.
2: That was the one like one of the ones I I don't know, it was five or six bands played the next night. Anyway, yeah, it's Haley and the Crushes, I think. Yeah. Um. So then it was direct. No, then it was Tightwire, who I have seen. This is probably the third or fourth time I've seen him in the last six months. They're
1: they're from the Chicago Burbs, right? Or or Not maybe from, from the no, city. They're, I
2: don't no, they're from Minneapolis. They're on Tightwire. Red, yeah, they're on Red Scare, but they're from Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I know the
1: putts. The putts. Ominia, oh, Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. Yeah. They
2: said Indianapolis. No, no Minneapolis. The are from yeah, yeah. Oh, Min- Minneapolis. Yeah, they're from Minneapolis. Um, so I've seen them because I toured with uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket, obviously, who I've seen numerous times over the last year. So, um, okay. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah but, fellow Red Scare band. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. And we saw Toby there, which was nice too. Um, just said hello to him in passing because he's a very popular chap as normal. Um, so they were probably. They were. They probably, it was, this was probably the best I've ever seen them. They were excellent, as a matter of fact. Uh, huh. Yeah. Uh, the, huh, the guitarist on the left and the bass player... Look, no, no, I'm sorry. No, the guitarist on the left and the guitarist on the right, because you have two guitarists. It's a four-piece. You have two guitarists, and the bass player sings. So... The, the two guitarists looked I mean the rest of the band looked like they fit in a punk rock band the bass player looked like he could have been playing with Machine Gun Kelly or something it was, That that look was a little distressing but there you go I guess kids do what the kids do right
1: don't you know that Machine Gun, Machine Gun Kelly is saving punk rock?
2: I guess. Well, I guess this the, the bass player slash singer of Tightwire wants to go on tour with Machine Gun Kelly. I guess.
1: Well, and, listen, man. That's what I see in Rolling Stone because now I just saw like Demi Lovato has finally put out her punk rock record. Oh, like, good. Rolling Stone has got such credibility with the punk crowd, don't they? At this point, they
2: do. Um, I saw the Cream yeah, magazine yeah. is making a comeback too, which was interesting. Um,
1: Are you be yes. out of again?
2: Uh, huh? Huh? Yeah.
1: Cre- was it- was out of Detroit originally, right? Oh, was it? Oh, again? I don't know.
2: I, I thought it was from L.A. or something, but I, I could be wrong. Mm. But mm. Anyway, the, and the singer had to sit down twice, like he was tired. It was
1: a little strange. Maybe the long COVID.
2: I don't know what that was about. I long COVID or the I mean the sh- long COVID or the short heroin. Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know
2: which one. that is. my apologize. Ha! Hmm. um so anyway but they were really good i they were the best time i've seen them and i thought they were they were excellent tonight uh on friday uh so they played for maybe 40 minutes and then direct hit came on and i i have a direct hit thing digitally but i've never really listened to them too much but i was very very impressed with direct hit i thought they were excellent live
1: they are Great live band, yes.
2: So tell me about uh, tell me of something about Direct Hit that I don't know because it was like a weird long haired guy in cutoffs who looked like he should be in fucking Survivor. I mean, I don't know some like Steely down cover band.
1: So I, I think you're talking about Devin Kay, who's kind of famous in his own right. He has a band called Devin K and the Solution. I think they're called.
2: Okay, well he was I on. I think it's on the left. I think
1: he's out of Chicago and Nick Woods the. Main dude is from Milwaukee or Baby or somewhere up there.
2: Okay, and he owns. And it's X-ray a constantly arcade, right?
1: rotating band. What's that?
2: He owns X Ray Arcade or something.
1: Yes, I think he's like the managing owner. Okay, but I'm not not even positive on that honestly. But I know he's one of the owners. He's the, one of the more visible owners.
2: And then the bass player on the right was uh, there. Was, there was a young lady was, and she was very energetic. She was all over the fucking stage, so she was excellent. And uh so they were great. I really enjoyed Direct Hit. Um are are they the band that says like fuck you after every song or something on vinyl yeah okay that is okay they didn't do any of that shtick live so that was good but no i was great the thing with direct
1: the thing with direct hit that i will say i've seen them live mm, maybe three or four times and i just don't really get into the records but the energy of their live show or the intensity of their live show it really works well it works for me but on the record it's it's not as good which is weird because i love the band that they were in before that nick woods is in with his brother which is called galactic cannibal i think they were called oh i've heard of them before yeah yeah they put out one record that just shreds um but you know it's like a 23 minute lp or whatever so it kind of works keeping the intensity at that level you know you can't keep you can't just have everything at 10 all the time it just doesn't right. work
2: right no i agree with that and in fact fact, i I don't want it to be like that i want it to be mixed up like i have have
1: like a dynamic right yeah dynamic is good yeah but yeah they're a fun they're a fun band uh like i said i have have one or two of their albums and i just eh, you know i I don't really listen to it for being honest okay but i like seeing them
2: yeah they were great live i really enjoyed them now so were they second to last were they they were were second to last yes so at this point i asked laura i said i haven't seen lydia in a while And she goes, yeah, she's sitting outside in the car talking to Olivia. So I was like, oh. I'm
1: so glad I paid for you people to get in.
2: (laughs) Well... Yeah, I paid for Lydia. Olivia, I think Lydia paid for Olivia. So I didn't pay for all four tickets, but I paid for three.
1: So, <laughs> Well, that's a step up, a step in the right direction.
2: And I was like, because I was wondering why Lydia wasn't there with me watching the putts and uh, and Tightwire. So I was like, should they be outside for like an hour? And she said, yeah. So I'm like, you oh, know, I guess we better go then. So um, so we actually didn't see Nerf Herder. Sorry about that, everybody. But we left before Nerf Herder came on. But, um so let's see. I did get to speak to so a big a big ups to Joe and Jimmy from the Capcom Heroes, and I think Joe's wife. She's lovely too. Um yep. Toby Red Scare. Um, our artist friend Aaron uh, Bowers uh, yes. who, who does all who does of the amazing,
1: amazing caricatures of us.
2: Dude, he's a funny guy. He looked. So I was watching. Um, I was watching Zoonoids i you know, with the front standing by myself where I normally stand to the front left. And he just yep. sidles up to me and just starts talking to me. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> so it took me a while before I
1: realized, oh, it's Aaron. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's you know? kind of a little unassuming guy. Yeah. He's not... Uh, yeah, yeah. But real nice guy. I mean, I met him when we were there over oh, that... Uh, it was the Huntington's Flatfoot show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The yeah. spring or whatever it was. Yep. Yeah.
2: So anyway, so yeah, so hi to him and uh who else did I see? The guys from Zoonoids and uh I don't know, there was a dunno, there was a lot of people. It was it was very cool.
1: Said hello to a lot of people. So that's that's great, man. Yeah. Really working working your way into that Chicago scene. I like yeah,
2: it. it. It was all right. But it's so
1: funny. it's funny it's funny with that well with that aaron I was gonna say, I saw him last time like, dude. The work you do is so great. If we were making any money, I swear I'd I'd pay you to come you know, I'd I'd be happy to pay you for your work. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, You know what? I do you know, I work for corporate stuff all day and you know, I like doing this. So anyway. Yeah. So uh Thanks so, Aaron. So that was great. I, I, I can't what I can't can't remember what name of his. He sells stuff on a website. If I wish I had it in front of me right now, I'd give him a quick plug. But it's something anyway.
2: Surf, I believe, like Wacky Surf or something like that. I don't, can't remember. I can't
1: remember what it is. I, I mean, I remember we talked about it before when we talked about his armor for us. But anyway, yeah. good dude. I, I, uh, that's cool. You to see him. What about Mike? Was Mikey there or no? No, Mike wasn't there. Mike, sexy doesn't,
2: baby? Mike doesn't seem to go to many shows anymore, to be honest. He doesn't seem to... Well, I, I know he of, doesn't
1: live that close. I know he doesn't yeah. live that close to the city, so it's probably a pain, But
2: Well, um. I think he's that age as well where he's doing a lot of nesting. And he's also very uh, busy with all his side businesses and shit. So I don't think yeah, it he's makes a, that. he
1: makes sense. Yeah, he's a hustler.
2: Yeah. And plus, he booked a lot of gigs back in the day. So I don't know if he's... Uh, you know, if he goes somewhere, people are bothering him all the time. I'm not quite sure. So anyway, he... No, he well, he and that, the there.
1: fact of the matter is, I know he helped really heavy to promote that Flatfoot Huntington show, but, yep. but like this, I, I, you know, he it was not his gig. You well, not know, his somebody baby, else.
2: right. Not his sexy baby. But, uh, yeah. Exactly. So anyway, so that was the night. That was T1 Fest. I'm really glad that I went. I had a good time. It was... Uh, I got out of there at a decent hour. Drove home on Lakeshore Drive. We were home by like... Because we didn't see the last bands, so we were home by like eleven, so that was a perfect night for me. So
1: yeah, so that was. All my right. ex- What song are you gonna play? What song are you gonna pre- play to celebrate this madness oh, that was? N- well, you
2: know me. I'm not gonna play anything to celebrate that because you already played a Zoonoid song. So um, my picks tonight. I've been playing a lot of English stuff recently, right? So I decided <laughs> yep. I was gonna go back to what I experienced when I first came to the states. Right, eighty three, eighty four, the whole new hardcore scene was exploding. And I felt so lucky to be a part of it, yep. uh, the, you know, or to be there while it was happening. I should say not a part of it, but I was, you know, lucky to be there when it was happening. So I'm going to play a lot of bands tonight that maybe people haven't heard before, that uh, they're aware of maybe, but haven't listened to before. So um, I'm going to play a lot of that kind of stuff tonight. So hmm. I'm going to start off with the band Decry. You know, you, you know, Decry, right? Yep. Yep. yep, LA. Yep, LA bands. Yeah, formed in the early 80s. Um, were popular in the LA scene and released one classic album and a classic single and then went a little bit metal, I think. But anyway. I
1: was going to say, I think they're like a couple of degrees separated from Guns N' Roses somehow.
2: Yeah. I think I think you're right because I saw them at a house show down in Champagne, and that was probably like 86 and they were starting to go metal by that time and I can remember I wonder getting, if
1: like if, if like Duff played with them for 10 minutes or something it's
2: possible yeah very very possible because I remember getting into it with the lead singer a little bit um, hmm. yeah I'm always being an asshole
1: um, so anyway you <laughs> didn't, didn't like his primped as like Michael Monroe hairdo is like primped up hair
2: I think that you know what I think they had a they was in a, it was a house thing they played at a house and they had a strobe light I'm like what the fuck are you hmm. doing Anyway,
1: this is Decry. God forbid they try to give you a little performance value without an angry, angry Englishman <laughs> bitching out the band.
2: <laughs> an angry English skinhead guy yelling at you. Um, yeah. so, so, anyway, this is going back to like 1983, I believe, uh, when their album first came out, the first album. This is called Falling from Decry.
1: Their big hit. <laughs>
0: This way, you know it's not like me. Well, gonna be in my way. Just tell me your and see that I'm falling, falling. This is what I bet you was me always told me Why can't I be like him? He always wants to scold me I'm sad just sin no, can I be like him No, it's in my way Things are just living in sin well, i gonna be in my way Cause I'm wrong I'm gonna start one
2: Try with falling
1: Um, yeah good song so it's funny Neil you know I noticed so there's this label in Italy called radiation records I don't know if you're paying very much attention to what's going on but I'm always you know when I'm at lunch a lot of times I'll have a lot of downtime, so I'll just be basically surfing the web I'll basically spend an hour like records shopping like window shopping yeah yeah but there's this this Italian label called radiation records that is doing the most Unbelievably good stuff with reissues. I mean, they're doing right now, they're working on like the early uh, exploited albums. The one oh, I, I saw, just, I
2: saw that they the, did the they one did, I uh, just saw,
1: Neil. They did Punk's Not that Dead be, on,
2: on Yellow, right?
1: Yeah, and and yeah. uh, like I, I always like those that kind of like those second two, like Let's Start a War and Horror Epics, like that was yeah. kind of my era where I got into them, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, they were starting to go a little more metally, not as much as they would later on, but um. But yeah, the Troops Troops Tomorrow reissue and Pokes Not Dead and uh and, but they but it's just all kinds of stuff. Like I have uh I I, I was looking for a, you know, I got a radiation press for uh Agent Orange Living in Darkness. I saw that they just did that album. Boy, you played a song when we first started podcasting. It was a uh, Sick Pleasures and Code of Honor. They reissued that album.
2: Oh, they did? It's, holy shit. So one of my dude,
1: favorite hardcore albums of all time. Yeah. It's crazy that the the amount of stuff. Um, I think they did the first Freeze album. It's just uh, and like I said, I don't. I mean, this this label is not paying us. I don't know anything about this label other than the fact that they're Italian. But there's a lot of American distro of these no, titles, they? so they're not not crazy expensive. And I got to tell you, man, this 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 it's like. You know, and, and, and there's like Puke and Vomit there's so much good Puke and Vomit's doing a lot of great like early 80s English stuff like the Partisans and the abrasive abrasive wheel and all this mm-hmm. stuff there's a lot of great punk reissues issues going on at the moment
2: now are they doing the, is it official though I mean that's what I would worry yes, about yes those was are official as far as I know yeah okay cool cool okay
1: because we're definitely living in the golden era of the bootleg too because yep, like, like there's an album floating around that I'm very interested in but I listened to it and the second half sounded like garbage but it was like suicidal tendencies the 1982 demos oh so it had some so it had some stuff that didn't make the first record hmm. and had like some kind of different versions of the songs that were on the first record you know and there's another one floating around called pleasant demos which is the ramones demos for pleasant dreams
2: yes i have and, seen that and one and yeah
1: so it's like um uh, not overproduced like the the final album was and some different songs that you've never heard like there's ramon songs you've never heard it's amazing
2: wow i thought they would have been everything would have been that you know plunder the vaults for the uh for those cd reissues well, or whatever you know
1: the thing with that you must you must be ready for is that it's kind of the the good the bad and the ugly you know what i mean it's not some of it's not as good as other stuff honestly like they would like a couple of the songs have been released, like the version of touring, like the demo version of touring was released because it was pretty close to what it ended up mm-hmm, being, you know, mm-hmm. but uh fascinating, fascinating stuff. Once again, I don't know if some of this stuff is necessarily vinyl worthy, but there's a lot of interesting, interesting stuff out there. And, and I've really been able to, I have two records coming to me by the end of the month that are probably top. I don't want to say top twenty because God knows how many albums I love, but you know, top hundred albums for me of all time right now. And I never thought I'd be able to get them on vinyl, and they've reissued both of them. So which are? Uh, well, um, the second suicidal tendencies album, which is "Join the Army," right. that is a euro. That is a euro import, hundred eighty gram on on. Music music on Vinyl, I think.
2: Okay, that's a good one. Yeah,
1: they make yep, good stuff. Yep, they do a nice job. I've got a bunch of their stuff. And the other one is Tang finally has reissued the uh, Annie Heroes record, American Pie, that I love so much. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah.
1: So I already ordered mine, so I'm I'm fairly uh, okay with telling you to go on the Tang website and order. Uh, I don't know how good their distro is at this point. I mean, like my record store in town, Vertigo who has a really good selection they they do have some tang stuff but i don't know that you're gonna be able to get that at your average mountain pop stuff oh place, sure. so. yeah yeah but still once again it's like 25 bucks shipped you know i had no issue with pulling the trigger because i, I got the cd of course but I've, i'm thrilled to get it on vinyl so yeah i'm actually sitting around waiting for a couple of things well
2: me too and i actually i went to i think i, I talked to you about this in, in the week i actually went to the cleopatra website and cleopatra is out of LA, right? Boy, what a just, weird
1: what a weird label, huh?
2: Just fucking bizarre, right? They'll have like some old country. I mean, stuff.
1: If you like eighties like punk and Peter Frampton live <laughs> yeah, albums yeah, that just aren't all over comes the alive. Place. This is you yeah. It's like, and, oh, he's got that that classic Todd Rundgren Cincinnati, Ohio nineteen eighty three performance, you know?
2: And some weird Iggy pop live albums and then they'll have the vibrators first album that, you know reissued or something. It's well, I, all and, over the and place. That, well,
1: and the thing is I'm kind of waiting on you to see what you, because you haven't got your, your clear patch stuff yet, but I'm really waiting to see what you think about it. Because I bought a bunch of stuff over that from them over the years. They used to have a sub label called Anarchy Records or Anarchy Music or something, which was all their punk stuff. Now mm-hmm. they don't have that anymore. Now it's just everything mixed. So it's like, yeah, Decry and Merle Haggard yeah. reggae album right next <laughs> to each other. You know? Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly.
1: It's bizarre. They have like 300 releases in their catalog, and I mean just act like available releases. And it's just such weird stuff, isn't it? Yeah, all over the place. And it, it's all it can't be it can't be properly licensed. It just can't be. When you
2: figure they're a big label, so you figure it has to be, right? It has to be.
1: I mean, you think Johnny Cash wanted the reggae album released or whatever <laughs> it is, seriously. It's like all <laughs> weird. It's so much weird stuff, isn't it?
2: Uh, it really is. So what
1: did I buy? So like that decry album you got is a, so they put out one album, like I think their album almost called Falling, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like yep. the LP.
2: Yep, it was, yeah.
1: And then there was like a mini album, maybe a single or two. And it, 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 I'm, I'm just curious what the sound quality is of it and what the, well, you know, is it come with good liner notes and that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting on that because they do – they have a – you know, I love Agent Orange, right? That first album. Is oh, they just did that, in that weird
2: streaky vinyl, right? They did
1: like a. It's called Bloodstains, that, isn't it? See, see, the thing is, it's got a lot of the second album songs on it. So the first album, obviously, Living in Darkness, under uh, you know, you it's it's just a classic, just classic, so good, classic. The second album yeah. has a really bad '80s production. It's got some decent songs on now, it. You know, I kill Spock. Do you remember what that one's called? It's called This Is the Voice. This it? is the voice.
2: That's right. Yeah, I bought it on cassette, believe it or not, when it first came but out. But it
1: was many. It was many years later. It was like. 87 or
2: 86 yep. or something 87
1: i think yeah and it had in the 80s boy i mean this is a whole nother subject that we'll get into in just a minute but in the 80s the production they started using the triggers and started at, fattening the guitars with keyboards and all this weird stuff and it just sounds so dated like the first agent orange record just straight guitar bass drums right to the board just sounds amazing it's still a great great sounding album come on 1981 41 years ago yep and then you put on this one from 86 or 87 and you're like what is wrong with this you know it <laughs> yeah. just sounds yeah it just sounds so cheesy so even though there was some decent songs on that second album it just was such a step down for the first one yeah um
2: it's one of those ones that was tough to re- tough to uh, tough to repeat, right? Or tough to live up to.
1: I well, mean, you've done a classic like want, that. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let me, uh, since this segment's gone nowhere, let me play another song, sure. and then it, I'll tell you what I'd like to talk about, Neil. And this will kind of be like the sort of the equivalent of uh, of our Sex Pistols of our pistol conversation the other day. But you can join in because I know you have appealings about, our you know, you have opinions about this, but. I finally wrote a review of the Ramones box set that just came ah, out. okay. So I have a lot of thoughts on that. So let's... Okay, I'm going to play a song that's totally has nothing to do with any of this stuff, actually. Uh, but I never... I don't play a lot of local Grand Rapids bands. But there's actually a thriving hardcore scene in grand rapids and it's not my scene and i don't pretend it is but i i do kind of try to keep an eye on some of the stuff that's going on so there's a newer band they have a seven inch out that i just picked up an lp that i don't have yet but i'm actually going to play the title track from the new lp so this is a local grand rapids hardcore band they're called bitter truth and they're really cool i mean it's 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 straight up modern sounding hardcore you know it's not i don't think you're gonna listen to it and go wow this is reinventing the wheel but it's really well done just good solid kind of meat and potato hardcore not hardcore punk like you know agent orange right hardcore so this is uh yeah this is a band called bitter truth this is the title track from their new album which i actually don't even have yet but i'm gonna pick up here it's called perfect world god doesn't make the world this way we do
2: all right yes that was bit of truth
1: from grand rapids tom stomping grounds with perfect world once again not um not something i like to listen to all the time but something i do enjoy a little bit of that style of music once in a while sure i tend to like that well i like that kind of stuff on like seven inch like give me like six or eight songs like over 10 minutes as opposed to like is that seven
2: is that seven inch playing on 33 or 45 (laughs)
1: <laughs> i do not know i'm looking at it right now i can't even see what the title of it is it's got maybe, a maybe like,
2: you played or, it at the wrong speed
1: i got a hand like crushing the earth <laughs> it's sitting right next to a vitamin x single which or a vitamin x seven which is an amazing dutch hardcore band i think i played once or twice damn looking at you with the
2: old straight edge look at you
1: yeah you know me i'm, I'm yeah. like i've been literally been drinking since i got home dude it's so hot Tommy Benson. So we had no spring. We had no spring, and then today it's 91 degrees, just yes. pure humidity. I got home, and I just uh, I went by the gas station, as you love to mock me, and get my beer. I don't need to go to a fancy schmancy liquor store. I got a 12 pack <laughs> of Corona, and I got a six pack Tall Boy of Natterdays, and I cracked one, and I. Th- put my swimsuit on i jumped in the pool and oh that sounds nice that was my shot yeah i'll give you it was nice it was really it's it's still pretty chilly in there it's like seventy degrees but it felt amazing and then of course you're just standing there i'm just standing there reading my book or whatever and the shoulder my shoulder is just burning yep but uh it was when when
2: i when i left work today because i i park underground so i come out and uh it felt like when i walked out into the air it felt like someone just threw a warm towel over you or a warm blanket yeah that's what it felt like it was uh, actually i don't mind it. people are complaining about it and i'm like dude we have so much shitty weather here the yeah, winters are so it. fucking long that you know what if it's 90 degrees fucking
1: bring it on i'm fine with it neil is batman he lives in a cave he works in a cave <laughs> <laughs> that's, just <where laughs> it that's just where it goes wayne manor that's just well park. it's uh it's funny because i had to do a job today where i had to wear a tyvek suit jesus so it gets so it does get bad. so i probably i probably lost 10 pounds of water Dude, where the fuck day. were you
2: in a, in a fucking in a in a poo factory where the fuck were you
1: well I, I mean i had to go inside some stuff that you probably wouldn't want to go inside my friend
2: that was uh i think that was uh patty smith's first single wasn't it poo factory
1: <laughs> yeah <little> piss factory <laughs> thank you very much I, not punk you know, not punk know. it's a well, weird i don't know what it is that piano piano ain't punk Unless it's like, unless it's on the business. Can be. Anyway, I don't know. But anyway, okay. The Ramones, the Ramones box set. So the good, the good thing about this. So it basically, you get all six of the 80s albums and you get like accurate um, reissues of them. 140 gram vinyl, which... I probably would prefer 180 gram but that's a nice weight you know decent decent weight where well,
2: is my here's my first question though on this Tom and I don't know if it says but were yep. they repressed from the original master tapes like or do you not know where they re, where they were mastered from
1: they I know they went through an extremely I actually read this very long article I think somebody put it on our Facebook page actually a really interesting lengthy article about how the people who worked on the original recordings went through and and re, yeah remastered them from the original recordings
2: okay well that's so good cuz I I, I I would hate for them to have problem. been done from like a really bad cd master or something that would yeah, suck yeah
1: just like a boombox tape yeah, yeah exactly uh, no the sound is great as a matter of fact um, no, I can't complain about the sound at all, and, and it comes in a nice box. And the individual LPs are nice. My my only actually complaint about it is that there's no like archival material or, or there's no like uh, liner notes or anything. So you get the original six LPs
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the printed inners It's nice, you know. It's nice. It's 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 if you bought the reissue of the album, that's what you'd want.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, you um, want as close to the original as possible at this point,
1: yeah. right? But it also comes in this big box, you know, it's like inch and a half thick or whatever that they all fit in. Well, I, you know, I polybag. I'm not gonna just going to jam the records in there.
2: So th- that's, a, I, gonna, gotcha. I was going to ask that. So yeah, with with box issues like that, like I've got the Social D one, right? And the Generation mm-hmm. X one. So what do you do with those boxes? Do you throw them away? I mean, because I don't keep No, them in I box. have
1: it sitting there. I just don't have the records in it. Like, like I have it turned around. So it says Ramones in big letters. So I could kind of keep my place at least like where it is. Oh,
2: gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: so that that works pretty well but you can't really polybag them and get them back right in the, you can't they won't fit exactly back in this thing and and once again i don't know it's just me being a peckerhead right but if you're gonna pull on and play them you want them to you don't want them to wear Yeah, it. you want to be able to get them
2: yeah get to them you don't have to because they're all um, squished in a box that when you gotta like struggle to get them out yeah
1: and it's funny because the, the 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 bonus disc kind of has a couple of cuts from each like the outsource like the out takes of each album you know mm-hmm. and once again there's some really cool stuff some kind of lost cool ramon stuff but it's a lot of it's very cheesy 80s production sound yeah
2: they
1: uh, were they were a slave to that yeah the, the, so it's was going it's on kind at the of, time but overall i would say the sound is good even like so there's a distinction to me the sound changes dramatically between uh too tough to die and animal boy yes 100 percent. yep even though that's not entirely true because the cheesy keyboards start on too tough to die there's a couple little parts where it has a real cheesy keyboard synthesizer parts oh but, but now, on, yeah, especially in that one
2: song right what was the uh fuck what was that song on the second side uh
1: the was it was it was day,
2: uh, daytime dilemma was that no. oh was yeah it, yeah shouting at the moon howling at the moon
1: right yeah yeah so So that was the same, but the production on, once you get to Animal Boy, it just changes dramatically. The drums are too loud, it sounds very metallic, the guitar sounds too harsh, it just does not sound right, and unfortunately, that really is kind of the sound they had until Mato Bizarro. Mm -hmm. They kind of stuck with that throughout the 80s, and these records do do they do do these records do do neil these records do a lot to actually rectify that like they still don't sound as good as they oh, should you, but it's it's just so bizarre to me because the first three records are so perfect in their simplicity exactly that was like
2: i was and saying before was... about that was it on this show or the other show i was saying about the you don't need punk bands that like soundcheck for 45 minutes and have like a like 16 pedals and shit just play the fucking songs yeah. plug in and play the songs
1: well and you know and the, the thing is the more weird guitar stuff was going on the less you know if it was john you know it was johnny right yeah because johnny only had the one style really but it worked but it's so you got the first three records which are basically perfect you yes. got ramones you got leave home you got rocket to russia i mean unless you're deaf dumb and blind these are three almost perfect records <laughs> So the fourth record is close, but they start screwing around a little bit. They do what? Don't Come Close and Questioningly. They're trying to find a hit. Road to Ruin is a good album, though. Road to Ruin's a great album, but they were trying, clearly trying to have commercial success with that album. They were doing things different. They were experimenting. There was a couple of, uh, like I said, that Don't Come Close and, and Questioningly were kind of weird. So then, of course, you get to the fourth, uh, fifth album, End of the Century, which is just a debacle where I actually prefer the Boris the Sprinkler version, where they actually play the songs like <laughs> Ramon's songs instead of the stupid, you know, production. I mean, just listen to the difference between Rock and Roll High School done by uh, Phil Spector and then the one that is done by Ed Station. That's right. all you need to hear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's like night and day. Um. So then after that, so the box set starts up after that. It's 1981. Uh, the big. Um, end of the century was going to be their big hit record like this was their last chance for a hit right they were having big production spending big money with phil Spector. well wow, it was a flop As a matter of fact they were on top of the pops tw- twice i believe well it's funny reading about it because the remotes pretty much sold the same amount of every record it was like and it was a small amount it was like eighty thousand or something but it's like every record just sold a, a certain amount at the end eventually johnny just said well that's it that's all we're gonna sell we're just gonna throw money on the road so, in, in a way, so the box that starts out with Pleasant Dreams, which in a lot of ways is kind of a return to form for the band. I love Pleasant Dreams. It's actually one of my favorite Ramones great. albums. It's a, it's a great record. And in hindsight, it's aged better than most of them, I'd say, from that era. But it's still got some weird production on it. Like the drum, the way the drums... Clunk on the on We want the airwaves, and you know that main riff on We Want the Airwaves. That's not a Johnny riff, you know. It's a good song. I mean, I like We Want the Airwaves. Don't get me wrong; I'm not even complaining. Produced but, by uh, produced by the guy from Ten CC. Was that the one by Ten CC? Okay,
2: yeah. yeah, in Stockport so, uh, studio, uh, Strawberry Studios in Stockport, and in, in, uh, just outside of Manchester. Yeah.
1: So that was a high point of the box set, uh, definitely. Now the next album subterranean jungle i think is the worst of the six
2: yeah there wasn't a, that wasn't that wasn't a good one in fact i could have seen the band breaking up around about subterranean jungle because it wasn't but they kind of
1: did right because they threw marky out they
2: threw marky out yeah and got and uh, got richie right
1: i mean honestly it's sort of like the the, the the almost like the seed of what would become uh acid eaters because it's got that bad cover of uh, "Time Has Come Today" and that bad cover of a uh, little bit of soul now. Ugh. Oh my God, it does, just right. yeah 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 it just it didn't, do do do. didn't work. Do, 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 do. Had a couple yep. of great had a great couple of great songs right. Had "Psychotherapy" and had uh, uh, "Outsider." Maybe I can't remember. Had a couple of great great songs right, but for the most part, it was terrible. So then, by comparison. Too tough to die was another sort of uptick, right? So sort a of comeback tough to die. album. I think okay. that is, in England, too tough to die is a great album, man. I really think that's. I think that's. I think that's about the same as Pleasant Dreams quality-wise. In okay, so in
2: England, too tough to die was there. It was their return to form kind of thing, and it was their yeah. answer to the like in England. This would have been like, was that 84, 85? I think.
1: I think eighty four.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like american hardcore was just starting to make it over the pond then and so everyone yep. thought that this uh, too tough to die was the, their answer to uh, the american hardcore scene which i guess in a way it was with like warthog and stuff like that but
1: um yeah it was huge it was definitely I mean, fa- it was definitely faster
2: yep faster and yeah most and the forward.
1: songwriting was definitely a step up from the last album i think there was i mean everything i've read i mean i, was, I wasn't there i don't know what Joy and johnny were thinking. And they don't know what each other was thinking either because they weren't speaking to one another. But uh, the fact of the matter is, it's certainly the common opinion is that that was their album to show that they wouldn't be showed up by a bunch of kids.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: Um, so that's really really good. Actually, the first three songs are "I'm Not Afraid of Life," or uh, is it "Warthog"? "I'm Not Afraid of Life." Too tough to die. It's really a good like the first three songs. are Like wow like i said there's a little cheesiness at the end but uh animal boy is just a just a slight step down from that the production's a little weird but it's got some great great songs on it again um some like smaller songs that like crummy stuff i think is like one of their my favorite ramon songs some you know some cool What is that got that's got uh, bonzo goes to bitburg on i think
2: it's got okay, um, so it's got um, starts off with fucking something to something. So uh, somebody put something in my drink. Absolutely fucking song. classic. Animal yep. Boy, Love Kills, Eight Man yep. Hop. She, um, every every song is fucking classic. She belongs yep. to me. Yeah, Dee uh, Dee D-D- sings
1: Bird. on. I mean, Dee Dee sings Love Kills, right? Yep. You know, Dee Dee sings uh, Warthog. Yep. Mama's Same. Boys, the opener, right? Mom. No, no. Oh, no, you're getting them uh, That's too tough to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too, yeah. S-
2: somebody put something in my drink, which was written by Richie. Um, yeah, um,
1: about a real-life experience with someone giving Joey some roofies or something.
2: <laughs> so he never recovered. Um, Eat That Rat, freak yeah. of Nature. I mean, it's a great album. Animal Boy is a great album.
1: Yeah, but Animal Boy, to me, is the first one, really, too, where you really hear Joey's voice changing dramatically yeah i agree like it had been changing a little bit like you can hear it on too tough to die a little bit but it was really distinct i think on animal boy animal boy <clears throat> yep and then and then of course you got halfway to sanity which is again a little bit of a step down from animal boy not quite as good but some decent songs on it garden of serenity bop to you drop
2: Go little Camaro, go with Debbie Harry is uh, is great.
1: Weasel face, Weasel I think Weasel that song. Face. I think that song. I think that song sucks.
2: What, go little Camaro, go.
1: One of my very least favorite. Oh baby come on, where's my... your sense of humor, man? Where's
2: your oh, sense dude, of fun?
1: It, What's your sense of fun? That's a great it's just song. Not, I just don't like it. I just don't like. it. I don't think it's good. Yeah, uh, you're drunk. I mean, that has nothing to do with it. But bye yes. bye
2: baby is a great song. Um, I'm not. Yeah, there's Jesus, a few. There's a, a few.
1: Yeah, there's a few good songs. Just. Yep. Um, and then of course the last, the last one of the decade is once again, a little bit of an uptick, I think in, uh, brain drain, which is kind of a weird album. I don't think it really, I think it sort of feels different than almost every other Ramones album, but really pretty good album, right? I actually like oh, pretty much every song gonna, on this oh, album. I know what I was going to say. There's one other song I want to complain about cause I think it's such a great song, but and it's the last song, um, I think it's is the last song on Animal Boy's last song on on uh it's uh something to believe in. Once yeah. again. Animal Boy, yeah. Decent song, but the keyboard, it kills me how bad that is. <laughs> so cheesy and uh, so much keyboard. Ugh It sounds like freaking Dio or something that's got so much keyboard. Um but yeah, Pet uh Pet Cemetery of course is the big hit, right? From uh Brain Drain. What else? Uh oh uh I Believe in Miracles, one of my very favorite later-day Ramon songs. Uh, just great, great album.
2: Zero Zero UFO, Don't Bust My Chops. All I'm screwed up. And th- it's got th- one of their best covers ever in Palisades Park. I yep, fucking love that cover.
1: It's yeah. funny because as much as, as much as I can't stand I, – like I was kind of bitching about a little bit of soul and time has come today and most everything from – our, uh, ass eaters how bad it is. I mean, how great are their versions of Surf and Bird and uh, Palisades Park? You know, it's like they, they do really well when they do that, like that kind of Jan and Dean Beach Boys. Yes, kinda, do the
2: do the fifties and sixties stuff. Stay away yeah, from the late sixties and seventies shit.
1: When they tried to do the protest songs, it just was not good. Yes, sir. It was not good at all. Agreed. Anyway, so this thing, you know, I have the first five on vinyl and the live, and it's alive. So I don't know if they're going to reissue these albums individually, but, but the box set, if you can get it for around retail, which is about 150 bucks, I would definitely buy the thing. It's, uh, it's good stuff. I'm I'm happy to have it in my collection, you know, and I'm sort of in this weird place now where even though I'm not going to retire probably for at least another 15 years, I'm starting to be conscious of how much stuff I have. Hmm. You know, and I know you probably are too, since you moved and have to share space more than you did before when you had that giant apartment all to yourself. But it's like, uh, you know, when my wife drags me down to South Carolina or whatever to while out the rest of my days on the beach, Hmm. that that those records will make the cut. and I guess that's the ultimate compliment at this point. So, so
2: what are you gonna do with the rest of them? I don't know. Send them to Richard White.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They'll all live us all.
2: So, yeah, I ha- I'm lucky enough I have all their um, studio albums on vinyl, the originals.
1: Um, now, some of them you've hunted down relatively recently.
2: Oh, yeah, like the last two. Um, Adios Amigos and Mondo Bizarro. Yeah, they were yep. like Christmas present for the last couple of years. They were difficult and
1: I expensive. Love, they were fucking expensive. I love Mondo Bizarro. Yep. I love that. Album. Well, Dude, and I can't help but wonder if that's... I mean, those, are the last, those last three are going to be the next, right? I mean, you're, we're going to get a version of um we're gonna get the last three albums in another box set probably and then maybe another album of outtakes you know there was a few really well-known like non-album tracks in that era they had that ramon or that motorhead cover of course r-a-m-o-n-e-s and they their version of spider man actually i think that might have been on the record but anyway there's a lot of that it's, it's funny because you know but i wish i wish i would wish they put out um like a one or two lp of just the very best of the early stuff that we know some of the songs we know but didn't make the records
2: oh yeah that makes sense i think i mentioned
1: that before yeah instead Um, of like putting on these cds with like 30 songs where you get like three songs you want that you don't have you
2: know no you were right though because when i got mondo bizarro and adios amigos when i got the original vinyl i played them i couldn't believe how good they sounded a how good yeah. the songs were, and B how yep. good they sounded. They were fresh and live, and they just sounded
1: excellent. Mondo Bizarro M- actually had some kind of like minor, minor like college radio hits. Censorship was kind of a hit, and uh, what's the, oh Poison Heart?
2: Yeah, Poison Heart. Yeah, yep.
1: Which I know is not necessarily the most Ramonesy song, but it was a good song.
2: I think that was the days of uh, what was that show on MTV? Headbangers Ball or whatever. Hundred twenty minutes. Hundred twenty minutes. Yeah. So they they were so old that they became you know kind of hip with the youngsters again on yeah. the headbangers uh, yeah, Eddie, on that show. Eddie, Eddie
1: Vedder starts propping them.
2: Yep, exactly. So thanks think, a
1: lot. Thanks a lot. Most boring band on earth talking nice about the Ramones. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's and, like uh, when you read about Joe Ramon dying and you find out that he was listening to U two when he died, and you're just like ugh.
2: Yeah, well, I think that was because I think that was because Bono was with him and he made him do. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> yeah. He killed Joey. Fucking Bono killed Joey.
1: God damn it. Wake me up and kill me again with something decent plan. Wake me up before you, you two. Yeah. You know, do. All right. Listen, I'm gonna. you're going to play a song. I am. And I'm going to take a pee. I'm eating. And I'll be back in a minute and grab... I'm eating a potato. Grab right? another beer. Grab another beer. And then we'll see what we want to talk about next. I have one sort of heavy topic, but maybe we'll save it for another day.
2: Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm going to... um.
1: Actually, you know what, Neil? Why don't I, I, well? Can I? Why don't you let me play one, and I'll let you kind of bunch yours up. If you don't, no, that's fine. You, that's fine, dude. Do whatever you want to. I'm actually gonna. I was gonna play that Weasel song. Let's let's kill that. Oh, okay. And let's play this Ramones outtake that I don't think a lot of people have heard. That's really good. And now I'm like paranoid if it's available. But do you know the Ramones song "Can't Get You Out of My Mind"? Yes, I do. I don't know what that's from originally if it's like a b-side or what but why don't we play that because that's kind of a cool ramones song that a lot of people haven't heard okay oh no it's on it's on brain drain yeah what is the version i'm thinking of
2: can't get you oh. out of my mind yes yeah, good song
1: anyway let's play that let's okay. play the ramones can't get you out of my mind then we can do yours kind of all in a row before i do the okay Best of friends or whatever so all right i'm gonna go pee so okay have fun i should be back
2: <laughs> So this is the Ramones with uh, Can't Get You Out of My Mind. Oh no So so okay, so okay, so that was Ramones with Can't Get You Out of My Mind. And Tom, maybe what you were thinking of was on the extended version or the C D version of Pleasant Dreams Um that with the C D came out in like two thousand two I think. There was a version of I Can't Get You Out of My Mind on that.
1: Ah, that must be the one that's on the rarities disc. Okay. Yeah, that might be that. That was
2: on with like the early version of touring, and then that version of Chop Suey, which was a very famous Ramones like outtake that everybody was looking for back in the
1: day. That is that the one that Debbie Harry and the B52 girls sang on Chop Suey? Exactly. Okay, that's exactly right. Yep. Well, it's it's funny because yeah, so that album, that song, they recorded in '81, and it ended up on. Their eighty nine album Brain Drain and touring finally got released on in nineteen ninety two. Yep. So they obviously
2: had those things kicking around and they just were running short of tracks to put those albums out, right?
1: Oh it's interesting, huh. but I don't know. Indeed, it is. And now here's a word from our sponsor.
0: <laughs> Light, oh, learn, the playing we know Cause all in all I know we'll be alright But the
1: The Out now on Sexy Baby Records for the first time ever On vinyl cassette, to Huntington's classic album Get Lost Get this
0: record and a lot more at Sexy It's a jungle out there You gotta look out for number one But don't step at number two
1: so, it's funny, Neil, we, we, uh, we've we already been mad at it for quite some time. This is our second episode today that we're recording, to pull back the curtain a little bit.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm eating a baked potato, because I'm starving.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, like, I like to, I usually schedule these, so I, that we're recording right after my dinner, but unfortunately, you're an hour ahead of me.
2: Oh, behind you,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, an hour yeah. behind me, yeah, yep. so. Yeah, I had already wolfed down several tacos before we started, and several beers.
2: <laughs> Indeed, you had. Yeah. So, anyway, no, it's okay. It's not a big deal at all. So, what was this heavy topic you want to talk to with me about?
1: Well, you know, I I I, I I I kind of changed course, and that's why I changed songs because at some point we're going to have to talk about episode number twenty-eight. But maybe tonight. Episode tonight's not the night. twenty-eight. The lost episode, Neil. Our lost oh. episode
2: oh oh okay so that's
1: what that um well we uh, we don't need to get into it right now we'll t- we'll talk about it later well, we'll but yeah well at some point at mental note, market we're gonna have to talk about episode number 28 i was kind of waiting until we had a certain guest who was friendly with him on and now that guest has been on so i'm i feel a little bit more comfortable talking about it Okay, so but this was I'm not the- not, to, not not tonight because I've uh, we're pretty deep in the sauce and we're pretty deep in the time already, so. Okay. So,
2: but this anyway. is why you, this is why you didn't play the uh, screeching weasel song you were going to play, yes, correct? Yes. Oh, yes. so that was about that was about them. Okay.
1: No, it was just about uh I mean, it kind of. I mean, it it, it wasn't specifically about them, but I just thought it was kind of a blow-off, so a fun blow-off song. So. Okay. But we'll I uh, will save that we'll save that for another day. Um matter of fact, we probably should catch up and have you play another song right away unless you wanna get something real quick you want to talk about.
2: No, that's fine. that's fine. Um, yeah, so I was doing my old 80s hardcore stuff. Yep. Um, so the next one I'm going to do is, okay, so have you heard of the band? Oh, you probably have, but None of the Above, or N-O-T-A, as they were known yep. back in the day. I, I mean,
1: so, I'm vaguely familiar with them, I don't yeah. have any other stuff.
2: Now, funnily enough, they were, so most of the bands back in the day were obviously from, they were bi right? Most were from California or the East Coast, but... Um,
1: well, bi would mean they were from both.
2: Oh, well either coast but anyway
1: i mean you're, you are you are you sexual oh, or are you bisexual Neil? <laughs> you know what i mean um
2: <laughs> oTA were from tulsa oklahoma the very unfashionable wow yeah middle of the country right unusual for them for a decent hardcore band to be from there but yes yeah, so they were from there and they put out one classic album in the uh like 1985 i believe and I think mm. they, I think they reformed in the uh, '90s and put out a couple of things, but obviously it wasn't the same as their classic album. So I'm gonna play a song by uh, N.O.T.A. None of the Above. This is off their classic '85 album, and this is called "Ultra Violent." So uh, check it out.
0: up the sky Look up to the eyes All through violence All through violence All through violence All through violence Now more than a out Just go around a club Fuck and rock and dance For a bottle of fucking glass All through violence All through violence, all through violence. All through violence. All through violence All through violence You got the more than a bug You need to hate that you got You might need the place We need to play your name All through violence All through violence All through violence All through violence, All through violence. got some more that as
2: nota there with Ultraviolent. and uh the albums and their early singles are expensive to get so i actually don't have a copy of their album on vinyl yet but it's in my want list so we'll see
1: is there is there? Is it been reissued or was there later albums did they like get back together in the 90s Cause it does that sound familiar especially for a band that
2: it was reissued in like 95 or something so even the reissue is difficult to get it's got a different sleeve but even that's difficult hmm. to get, which you know I, I find interesting so uh, so yeah, one of those lost great hardcore bands well, if they came out today, they'd probably be you know pretty damn big, but uh, there were so many great bands back back then that uh, they got lost in the shuffle, especially coming from somewhere as unfashionable as uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right?
1: Yeah, because I was to say as many uh, great bands as came out of like Texas. There was hardly anywhere for them to play even because the cities yep. were so spread apart. I can't imagine. See, now if you're from Tulsa and you're in a hardcore band, you've got to make your own scene, right? you got to find a so, yeah, Hall or for something. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it's, but that's the way all these, you know, these. Why didn't Indianapolis have a scene? Because the Zero Boys were there, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look back. At the amazing bands that have played Lansing, freaking Michigan, it's because Tesco V and, and, you know, they had Touch and Go there and all that. You know what I mean? It's like one person could do uh, – one hardworking person in the scene could do amazing things. So almost almost every scene, there was a couple of people that the whole thing revolved around. Oh, that being said, 100%. I don't know yeah, about yeah, the yeah. Tulsa scene.
2: Yeah. No, no that's anything no, about Tulsa. No, that's true, though, because it, you needed – you know, touring bands needed a place to stay and shit, right? So it makes complete sense that, you know when you had a band like that that would maybe support a touring band that, you know, then they would start start to get a name, you know? So. It's mm. the way it worked back then. Yeah, and, that, and it was all done by, it was funny, there was no iPhones back then. It was all done by, uh, by snail mail and uh, by telephone calls, right? Yep.
1: Yep. Get, a, get yourself a phone card.
2: It's amazing we had anything done at all. That, that might have been the days before phone cards, Tom. That was, you know, it's amazing we got anything done back in those days.
1: Yeah, when I was, be. like when my band was playing, we were lucky. We had like this like that uh, maximum rock and roll thing it was called like book your own fucking life and we all put our names and addresses and stuff in there. We could all kinda of contact one another and set up shows. You remember that? Thing,
2: yeah, no? I do. I do. I used to have a address book that had like just the addresses of, of like a hundred bands in it. Hmm. You know, and you'd write to some of them and some would send you stickers and stuff, and some you wouldn't get anything back at all, you know.
1: It was just someone would come to your house and make long distance calls and set up the next show.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't mind that so much, you know. No. But uh, no, those were the days. Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd it is, never It ended. is
1: funny, man. This is the year, you know, our last episode, Return of the Geezers, right? This is the, this is the year, 40 years later, where you might still get a chance to see some of these bands. Uh,
2: yeah, and take a chance while you can. If you do see a touring band like that playing, you probably should go. Okay, so let's talk about this a second. So just in the last week announced was uh, a tour. Uh, Suzy Moon, The Briefs, and some version of The Dead Boys. Now,
1: Now, we talked about this actually on the last episode because I think it was Mike from Sexy Baby or somebody, literally, or Jake maybe, somebody texted us while we were recording. Okay. Texted me while we were recording. So we have talked about this because we were talking about, I'm fascinated, and I would love to go to this, and I don't know what the deal of it is, but that record store in Dayton... Yes. is doing it's having three nights in a row and it's the crosses which is the original singer from Dick and doing their first album and it's saturday night is zero boys and sunday night is toxic reasons so yeah uh, so we did we, and we I did, think the show is in the record store
2: so we did briefly mention that, but that was at that point. I think that was the only date that had been advertised. But now it's a full-fledged tour all over the country.
1: Oh, the Dead Boys Gay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was the, the Cleveland show. The I don't know if that's considered the local show or New York's the local show or what. But yeah, the Cleveland show was announced first.
2: So what do you think? What do you think of this? I mean, at this point, the Dead Boys is it's just Cheetah Chrome with that singer. Okay, but when
1: you when you saw them, Neil, I mean, yep. they didn't have they didn't have Jeff Magnum playing bass. They didn't have blitz playing drums right it was just cheetah no blitz was playing drums oh blitz was playing drums. okay so it was a little more
2: yeah um, and they had that and they had ricky rat playing bass and that other dude playing guitar i can't think of his name right now um jason and and, and that singer that singer who's just he's tall skinny guy does a great stiff i wish i
1: knew i would love to know who's in the band so a little behind the scenes neil and i are friendly with some people who don't really want to go on with the onto the record necessarily about talking about this so i was texting him later and I said, Hey, is so and so is this band or so and as far as this person knew, Ricky Rat, uh Blitz and the other guitar player all got fired. So it sounds like probably the same singer.
2: It's a singer and Cheetah Chrome. Those were the only two people from that last but it's not lasting like
1: Invaders. I mean it's it's a singer they picked up in the two thousands. You know what I mean? it's I mean, is it? It's it's no more authentic than Black Flag with Mike V singing. That's, Maybe less so, honestly. Oh
2: well, that's true. I mean, I guess I guess that's a good comparison because Cheetah did write the songs, so I guess they are his songs,
1: yeah. just like Greg Ginn write, wrote wrote. Well, and Greg Ginn songs. is still a monster on the guitar, man. To watch him play; he really seems to still, when he's not stoned out of his brain playing Grateful Dead jams, he really seems still into it. Doesn't, hasn't changed his shirt since 1987 you know <laughs> I mean so is Cheetah but uh, I'll,
2: I mean I'll, I'll give him that the only thing about uh, about the the Dead Boys set is it's super fucking short you know well they, they only
1: made, they only did about 20 songs right on that first career.
2: album which is when I saw him doing uh, they didn't do that cover that's on it so they tell probably me. only played about 12 songs you know maybe
1: tell me was that the cover you're talking about
2: yeah exactly
1: Stones Rolling
2: Stones. So they didn't do uh, that, but they did a couple of songs off of the second album, but that was that was it. That was
1: your lot. Well, you so. got to do, off the second album, you got to do Ain't It Fun, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Ain't It Fun's like the, after Sonic Reducer, that might be the definitive Dead Boy song. Yep.
2: So, I mean, but, it's great. It was great. It was great to hear, I mean, to hear the opening, uh, op- op- the opening notes of Sonic Reducer was just amazing. It was like, you know, send shivers running down your spine i mean that was amazing i never thought i'd get to see that live but yeah it's obviously it's not the original dead boys how could it be so but anyway this one is even less than the last touring band was so i don't know
1: well this is a killer lineup it's a killer lineup yeah Um, i they're playing the chicago area in mid-october and there's a literally like a hotel across the street um, and it's really too far for you to drive home too, So I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, Hampton Inn is rocking with the uh, Punk Tie-Dye crew in mid-October because I yep. I think this is worth the drive. And it's it honestly, it's so convenient with the hotel being so close and all that. So that's, that's a big selling point to me at this point. That's part of the reason in a couple of weeks I'm probably going to end up in Milwaukee instead of Chicago. It's just... I don't know. It's something different too. I want to do something different, you
2: know. So when the, yeah, so anyone in the Chicago land area, so we are planning on going to that Dead Boys, Susie Moon, the brief show yeah. at Brower House in Lombard, which is a fucking hike out of Chicago, and I've only ever been there once before. The Brower House, and it was disturbing because when you get out of there, I can't remember what Main Street it's off of. Like North Avenue or something. Maybe it's not North Avenue, but it's one of those long, long east west streets. And when you get off and start driving back east towards the city, there was just cops like all along that fucking street waiting to pull over anybody who appeared to be drunk. So or, let's know, have go. a party at the hotel. Is what yeah, you're definitely. That's my, my point. My point is we're staying at a fucking hotel because I'm not risking it. I don't know how I didn't get pulled over that night, even though I wasn't really drunk at all, but still, they were pulling over everybody. So uh when you're when
1: you're when you're our age and you drink the way we do. Just because you're not drunk doesn't mean you're not legally drunk.
2: Well exactly. I mean even though I you knew know, I was driving fine, I was worried that if they did pull me over, I would be yeah. illegally over the limit. So I was like yeah. fuck. And the guy in front of me got pulled over and I think the guy behind me got pulled over. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was really weird. It was, you know, because everyone could around to the gig at the same time, right? So Apparently, you leaving. looked honest.
1: What did you go down there for?
2: It was that um, Spirit of Destiny Theater of Hate. It was Valentine's Day 2019, I believe. Wow. There was probably only like 30 people there. It was very sad, but anyway.
1: Was that Valentine's See, No, you must have been Valentine's Day 2020, because we talked about that in the pod, I swear.
2: Maybe, maybe, it was, maybe it was. Maybe it was 2020. It's entirely possible. I just know it wasn't COVID times. So maybe it was. It was val- definitely um, Valentine's Night, though, because I remember I, I, It
1: might have been before, though, yeah. I, well, it, it's... So for, to me, it's kind of six and one half dozen the other, as far as whether I go into the city or where, whether I go there. I mean, it might be a hair further out to Lombard, but it's I don't have to go through the city. So it's... um. I mean, would I rather was at yeah, Reggie's? Yeah, that's kid? true.
2: I know what you mean I by probably, that.
1: Yeah, I probably would rather be at Reggie's. But you know what? This would be fun too. We'll go out there and maybe we can. No, I don't know. We we you know we we want to do some more kind of remote podcasts yeah. and stuff. Maybe we maybe we can make it into a whole weekend. You know, maybe we can. Uh, yeah. On Sunday or a Friday or something. I don't know about Saturday. Cause it's such a long drive out there. But or maybe Saturday we can. Maybe we can do it like one o'clock somewhere on Saturday, and then we drive out there or something. That was a funny thing because it's in it's in like a strip mall.
2: Like so, it's not a venue. It's not like a town center with like with like bars and shit. It's in a strip mall. So mm-hmm. you dro- so when I tried to get to it, so we're not I going drove, bar
1: hopping after that.
2: No, I drove by it like six times because I couldn't find mm-hmm. the fucking thing because it's like I said, it's in the strip mall in like an industrial estate. It was very. I've been weird. to
1: places like that. I mean, there's a place the uh, that that dive bar that I talked about in Las Vegas that was a great great punk bar, totally total strip mall. Yeah. Anyway. you know like big parking lot and all that but you know that's the thing it's a big parking lot it's it's the, the grand rapids had a venue for years that i went to probably as much as any venue called the orbit room and it was suburban and it had a big parking lot and it was i mean it kind of sucked but you know there's a lot of things you didn't have to look for parking and all that it's you know
2: now the weird thing about Brown house worse. is these days they used to have a lot of cool shows but these days it's almost all like 80s cover bands and that kind of fucking nonsense And like old, over-the-hill Or or in the case of the
1: Dead Boys. Yeah. In the case of the Dead Boys, 70s cover bands.
2: Well, that's what's weird about it, is that, you know, they have uh, some authentic punk bands, the Briefs and Susie Moon, and they have some authentic bands coming out, which is kind of unusual for this place these days. So, you know,
1: whatever. Well, and it's it's funny, you know, I I appreciate the fact that Cheetah is willing to now the briefs are not a new band anymore, they've probably been around for twenty years.
2: Hey, for some of the punks on die guys. I, I mean punk uh, punk's not dead, they would be a brand new band.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But I, I, I appreciate the fact they're not afraid to have I mean, you know, lover or hater, or, Susie puts out a great show. She like does. you better pre- be prepared to bring it if you're gonna have Susie open for you. Yes. Exactly. So Anyway, that would be cool. You know, I feel kind of bad. You you saw her – oh, you saw her not that long ago, I remember, and I didn't. Uh, you always saw her with the Ravagers, and right. uh, I didn't. And now – and and uh, I think you're going to see her maybe in a couple weeks. A week Friday. A yeah. A motor block, yeah. And I'm not, so I kind of feel bad. So hopefully we'll catch up with her in October. I mean, I'm, I'm – I don't know what would stop me at this point from going to that, short of, you know, my wife telling me if I leave never to come back or something like that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, there you go. You can stay in Lombard. I mean, listen. It's lovely I Lombard. Said, you
1: know, I, I mean, you know 20, bucks for the show, twenty five bucks or whatever. You know, Scott and I'll split a hotel room probably costs a buck and a quarter or something. You know, it, it'll be a pretty affordable little jaunt.
2: No, it'll be fun. It'll be a it'll be a fun night. It's a, I, yeah. I don't know. They have a small stage and like a big place in the back. Uh, I just went to the small venue in the bar um, before. I assume I don't know. it's going to be
1: the bigger one, right?
2: You think? When I saw the Dead Boys at Beat Kitchen, there was probably like a hundred people at tops.
1: I don't know. I guess the the place they played in Detroit was pretty small. So
2: Yeah. So unless people in Lombard, with so people people in Lombard are so starved of live music that they'll get a lot of local people. I don't know.
1: My goal see. is to get uh I'm going Neil and I are going to be full punk kid gear with the, the with the uh <laughs> stiv stuff on. We're going to try to get cheated up punches. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we'll get to sign he's, it. I, I mean, uh, I don't know he's if he's, I mean.
1: <laughs> I you know, I, I've never been close to him, obviously, but he seems like a pretty big dude.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah he's, he's kind of intimidating now with the bald head and stuff. He, maybe he didn't look so yeah. much back in the day as a ginger, but um, these days he looks kind of intimidating. Yeah. It's
1: those hungry junkie eyes.
2: Hung, Jesus, hungry junkie. thats a good, great right name for a band. Hungry junky. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Speaking of hungry junkies, why don't you play another song? Yep.
2: Now? So China White. Do you ever hear? Do you ever hear anything by
1: China White? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I have that one split they did with the Flyboys.
2: Yep. Uh, excellent. That's what I'm going to play something off of. So China White were one of those bands from L.A. That, uh, actually, yep. Huntington Beach. I'm sorry. Huntington Beach. Uh, really? People would get I mean, it's all
1: mean, it's all L.A. to us. Oh, don't live in L.A. It's fine.
2: So they used to play um, the Cuckoo's Nest, you know, in those famous punk clubs in L.A. Oh, yeah. And they were, like, on every bill. So every band, you know, but they would always be second or third on the bill. You know, so you'll see, like, Circle yep. Jerks, you know, uh, you know, TSOL, China White. They'll always be third on the bill, or something like that. So, one of those bands I'd never really heard much of. So, I'm going to play something from China White. Um, this song is called Danger Zone, and it's on that EP that you're talking about, Tom. So, here you go China White with Danger Zone. There you go, China White with Danger Zone. Don't know if they're talking about the Brower House and Lombard as that, but there you go, Danger Zone. So, China White.
1: Interesting.
2: Yep. I mean, there's so many great bands from back then that, you know, never got any publicity really much at all, you know, or or split up. I think China White split up probably by the mid 80s. China White, I think that
1: album, I see, I think maybe the Flyboys had some of the same members or something. I think that's right, yeah. But that was, uh, I believe, on Frontier, the great Frontier Records. who put out the first Circle Jerks album, the first Suicidal Tendencies album, mm-hmm. Adolescence record, kind of a classic run by a woman, actually. Oh, is that right? Interesting. Yep.
2: Well, should I good. should I stick on the subject and play play my last song of the night? Should I play that? Because this is going to be another L.A. band. What do you think? Sure. We, okay. we,
1: uh, you know, it's funny. Once again, we were kind of talked out. We, we haven't gone on and on like we did last time. but
2: Right. We couldn't do that Lots again. Of, Lots
1: of classic punk content tonight, though. Yeah, like I said, we actually we're actually kind of sandbagging. We actually have some. We actually have we're a few episodes ahead. We got some stuff. uh, We kind of got finally got it together again, I guess. And uh, but you know, summer's coming. We might want to take a couple weeks off here and there. So exactly. So anyway, so this so we might have to come up here and might have to come up here and visit if it stays so hot. We'll just sit in the pool like hippopotamuses and drink PBR. And dude, I'm up there, for that totally. With our I mean, nose and eyes out of the pool.
2: Dude, I fucking I fucking loved it there. I mean, I did. I I'll, loved, I loved it. Lina, sit, being in the pool in your backyard, just drinking some of your cheap ass beer and just like playing uh, dude, playing music.
1: It's excellent. Man, that that's really that's really hurtful. When you came, I actually bought all good beer, all craft beer, <laughs> except you drank it all because I knew you, bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, what do we? What else are we playing from LA? You know, so East LA,
2: um, some young, um, can you say Hispanic anymore? Is that loud? I don't even know what's allowed anymore. What do you, you like? Whatever say? you
1: want. Who cares? Young Hispanic. Somebody, somebody will
2: report us. East LA. Um, do you ever hear the, uh, Actually, they're not even the stains. It's just stains.
1: Oh yeah 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 yep. yep. So they had one. Classic- I read about them. You know, I read. The, I'm a big fan of that John Doe book.
2: Yes, sir. Yep
1: which is that oral history of la yep. which i I, th- I think actually i think that's such a good book but I, they talk about the stains in there i don't know that i know any of their songs so i'm gonna play that's one. not well. good because mtc beca- uh stains became mdc but that's a different
2: state different right? stains yeah they, these guys were from east la and um they had one classic album on sst which SST for whatever... Greg Jins a weird fucking guy. He refuses to re-release any of Dude, NFC. we'll talk
1: about... I'll tell you what, that'll be our last segment. You, 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 okay. we get, we get, I would love to talk about this.
2: Okay. So when he, they had this one classic album on SST, um Self-Titled. And the funny thing is, I can remember seeing this thing in Record Swap back in the day. I'd always look at it, wonder if it was any good, but I didn't have enough money to buy it. And now it goes for, mm. hundreds, now it goes for hundreds of dollars. Because I guess there was... Turns some out you couldn't made. afford...
1: Well, Turns out afford- you couldn't afford not to buy it.
2: Right? Exactly. Exactly. So um but yeah, but they won't re-release the fucking thing for whatever reason. So anyway, this is the stain, or just stains, from East LA. And this song is called I'm Normal. And I think this was from like eighty two, something like that. So anyway, mm. stains from uh yeah, East LA. I can't
0: put this down Yeah.
2: Stains from East L.A., and, uh, you know, kind of an unusual sound, kind of, I guess they were, they'd formed as like a metal band in like the late 70s, and they changed to doing hardcore, and, uh, you know, so, but they have their own unique take and their unique sound, but I think they were influential on a lot of other later coming uh, L.A. bands, so, um, yeah, hope Mm. hope you enjoyed that, that's my last one tonight, maybe I'll do this kind of thing again. Um, with some, uh, you know, un- bands you might not have heard of from uh, the hardcore scene in the early '80s, because it was so fucking many of great bands. I yep. mean, I was I had a choice of like ten different bands tonight that I was going to play stuff from. So, um,
1: I, I went I, through a. Th- so I read that book, American Hardcore, of course, like everybody did, right? And when I read these type of books, to me, it almost becomes like uh, I, I just start looking up the album, trying to find the albums. Yeah and uh that was definitely so there was a time so i had that china white like i said i have so much of that stuff where i just i read about them and i didn't really even if it was it it was at the dawn of the internet at least for me so it wasn't so i ordered them on the internet but i didn't really have the ability to necessarily listen to a lot of it first it was you know youtube isn't what it is now or whatever you can find every single thing on there so yeah I, i hunted a lot of stuff down you know that i now consider classics uh And the stuff that's, you know, the capital C classic stuff, most of it's still in print. I mean, you can still get the first Adolescence record. You can still get the first Suicidal Tendencies record. But obviously, for every record like that, there's 10 that are almost as good that you never heard of. Yeah. So that's the thing with record collecting, right? It's the most, you know, I was talking earlier about those radiation issues. I mean, I could just so easily, there's a, a, a store here in the United States, I don't remember where it is, but they're on Discogs, who it isn't even a disguise but anyway they they handle all these releases and the prices are really good i mean but i could easily drop hundreds of dollars just on stuff that i know is good well okay so i'm trying to i'm trying to be kind of financially responsible
2: talking about that talking about that i when i mentioned when we mentioned cleopatra before i didn't tell you the three albums that i ordered Mm. so
1: you got decry
2: i got decry greatest hits which is basically, you know, they had the one album and one single and stuff.
1: So yeah. It's basically everything. It's some,
2: basically discography. Some
1: crabby lives songs or whatever, yeah.
2: Um I got that and that was like sixteen bucks. That was on sale. So, you know, not bad good for me. Um I got the best of Aggression. So again, that okay. was like that was like fifteen bucks. So, you know, Aggression had some had some great songs too. Oxnard, uh, Nodcore Band. Yep. Um and then the final one I got. So you heard of the um 70s 76 77 era English band called Eater
1: Eater yeah Eater there you go
2: the American the American pronunciation Eater yeah uh, yeah I think Degenerate was like 12 when the band started the drummer um, so they put out one I have album.
1: like a CD compilation of their stuff
2: yeah they put out one album um, shit what was that called was it called just Eater the album is that what it was called had the big ant on Something the cover like that, yeah. Um, but Andy Blade the main guy for ages, he's saying that the the record company put that out, and they haven't even recorded it properly. Like, there was no guitar overdubs, or the guitar mm. is basically missing from that album. So he's, like, remastered the original master tapes with the way it was supposed, or taken a demo or something, of the way it was supposed to sound. And he has just released that himself. And the album is called Ant. It's basically the same album, just you know the the original versions or whatever. So um, huh. that just came out on vinyl. So I ordered that too on Cleopatra. So.
1: I'm just I, I'm I'm kind of in know holding pattern. Like I said, I want to find out what these how this stuff sounds because that was always very hit or miss. The CD stuff was always very hit or miss, sound quality wise. So well, you, okay, so I, got I hope al- it's I hope it's great.
2: I got two albums from Cleopatra last year. Um, okay. Both the new Meteors albums are on Cleopatra yep yep and uh, they both sound fantastic so oh, cool. i have no problem but again you know the meteors it's a three-piece rockabilly it's maybe it's easy i don't know maybe it's easier to record than uh than this other well, stuff so no, we'll I, see we'll i'm see. not
1: even worried about the recording part of it. i'm just worried about the quality of the quality song. of the vinyl yeah well and well the quality of like i said you know you get these compilations a lot of times you get like a good single or two and then you just get like some crappy live recordings or oh just, gotcha yeah you know or worse yet what Cleopatra has been guilty of a lot in the past is re-recording classics and I freaking hate that generally you know the bands are always like oh we finally you know DI's got a couple albums on Cleopatra that they've re-recorded their classics you know well you know we never get them right in the 80s so we re-recorded them in 2018 the way they were really supposed to sound it's like dude we want them to sound the way they sound in the 80s we don't want your
2: dude that's that's exactly right so It's funny you say that, because um, Mike from Sexy Baby put up, like, some new Bow Wow Wow compilation. And um, and I can't remember how they described it, but it sounded really fucking weird. The way they described it, they didn't say recut. What the hell did they say?
1: Hmm. But does it seem like they re-recorded it?
2: There it is. There it is. Um, Features freshly recut versions. What does that mean, Recut.
1: I mean, that's that's re-recorded, dude. Yeah, that's,
2: that's what I thought. So who the fuck wants to listen to that? I mean, if we want to do that, we want to listen to the originals of, you know, do you want to hold me, you know, and C30, c C90, go, I want candy. We want the originals. We don't want the bastardized version of the band that's going today, which is basically just the bass player and Annabella, you know, doing doing the versions. So it's weird. But- yeah. Yeah. I hate that, too, because I used to collect this series of compilations from, like, 50s bands. It was, um, it was called Going Steady. They do one from every year, from, like, 55, 56, 57. And they take a mm-hmm. famous uh, DJ from the time, from the, the radio show, basically. So they'd have all the classic ads in there and a DJ talking up the songs and stuff. So the original versions of those albums that came out in the 70s had all the original versions of the songs. Sounded fantastic, right? The way they're supposed to sound, mm. but then sometime in the eighties they were re-recorded again, and I guess they maybe couldn't get the rights to the original versions or something. So the bastardized versions of those bands that would still be doing the like the dinner club circuit of the you know Ugh. in the eighties, they re-recorded some of the classics, and they just sound like shit. So you know, you just get-
1: just what I wanted—karaoke versions of my favorite songs. Yeah,
2: yeah, ex- exactly. Smoke gets in your eyes. You know, some bastardized version of that. So, no, you want the original,
1: you know, flaws and all. Well, anyway. All right. I'll tell you what. I was, what I want to, what I want to talk about, but I'm going to save it for another day. Okay, sir. Because once again, we've talked and talked and talked. So, we got episode 28. We're going to put a bookmark in that for another day. Sure. And the SST catalog. I want to put a bookmark in this, too, because I have a lot of feelings about this. And, uh, and we were just talking about, with our English friends, the Black Flag is coming to England, back to England. Yep. I saw them like five-plus years ago, and they were okay with Mike V singing. Um, but they were debating whether or not it was worth going. And and one of the things was Richard's, Richard, our uh, pal, said, you know, I said, let me know how it turns out with Black Flag. He said, they'll probably sue each other, and it'll end up in a lawsuit or whatever. <laughs> and all I could think is, what are they suing over? These? This band is playing for 200 people it's not a real band at this point but then i thought about that sst back catalog my gosh that i would i would love to win that thing in a lawsuit yeah for sure but anyway we'll talk about that another day so all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do a best of friends segment and we're gonna go on
2: split yes we are i'm gonna finish my baked potato
1: actually i'm gonna do, i'm gonna do a double double dose of, okay so many many uh episodes ago i don't have any idea what, what episode it was honestly we had Jay Prozac, Jay Gov, and the main guy from the Prozacs, on the podcast, and he plays in a bunch of bands. Actually, he works his—he actually works his ass off. I got—I got a hand to this guy, and that's why I like to—I yep. like to help promote people who work very hard. So when he was on, he was telling us he was working on a second solo album, and I was kind of giving him a hard time. Oh, you're never going to make a second solo; but it's going to end up being a Prozac album, you know. But he did end up getting that second pro, his second J Prozac album, just J letter J Prozac album, and it's called. Let me see. I had it pulled up, but I. But I want to play. It's called "Won't Let Go," so I want to play a couple of J Prozac songs for our best of uh, best of friends segment. So, um, so this is from his new record. Like I said, "Won't Let Go." It's got a great cartoon cover on it, and it's we're gonna play. No matter which is a fun song about trying to find people that are as committed to it as he is to play in his bands. And we're going to play Won't Let Go, the title track from the new album. Um, So check it out. Actually, uh, the Prozacs are supposed to play at Savage Mountain this year, which I'm, like I said, 90% 90 committed to. Not 100%, but 90% sure we're going to, that Scott and I are going to go to this year. I don't know if we'll drag Neil along or not. He doesn't like road trips. He's like a dog. He's got to hang his head out the window (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's a long fucking drive window. for me, man. Look.
1: There's a lot of a bri- lot of bridges out there, man. A lot of mountains.
2: Yeah, that's a long drive. Well, yeah. Fly out there. It maybe,
1: is. But, you know, it's a long drive. But uh, yeah, where are you flying to, dude? You think there's a metropolitan airport Right. There? That's
2: true. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I'll drive to your house, and like you can l- fucking drive my ass. Yeah.
1: There you go. Be like yeah. a landing strip. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing the prozacs I've never seen them. They're from Western Mass. And this is in Western Maryland, so it's probably not really that far. But anyway, maybe it is. I don't know.
2: Should we say goodbye and play out with that stuff, or how do you want to do it?
1: Yeah, we'll do that. Oh, one more thing we need to talk about next solo episode. You yes, know. sir. People being offended by posts on our Facebook group. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to talk. About, I don't want to talk about it right now because, like I said, I'm talked out. But okay sst back catalog episode 28 and people being offended on our facebook these are these are all things this is a sneak preview guys like a when you go to a movie and you see a preview for the next next movie um and i have some ideas about something that we could do for future episodes too so we'll make a note of that also i I keep notes on my phone about things to talk about and i always think oh i hope we have enough to talk about I hope we have to talk about meanwhile now we've talked for like you know, an hour and a half, and we never even hardly got to my notes. So
2: we have, and I remember the uh, Ramones cover that the Zoonoids did. It was uh "Swallow My Pride." Swallow we- my pride. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: excellent.
2: Yep. yep. winter is here, and it's going on two years. Um, yeah, so that was that. So yeah, okay. Thanks for
1: listening, so everybody. G- so okay, we're gonna play out. We're gonna play out with J Prozac. J Prozac,
2: no matter. Won't let go, go,
1: and no matter. Yep.
2: And uh, so. thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart, and.
1: We'll smell you soon.
2: We will smell you soon. Bye-bye.
0: you